0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and relax. Anything else that's going on, just let it fall by the wayside. Just put it aside. It's not going anywhere. You can always come back to it. but Just let your your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions fall back into the arms of your spirit. Just remember you are a spirit being. You have a soul and you live in a body and your spirit is one with God. Your spirit hears and knows and has all the power and authority that the Connection with with God allows. Being one in Him and with Him, you are a Son of God in your spirit. So our problem is not our identity. Our problem is not who we are, because we are a living spirit, one with Him. You're holy and righteous. And you have all the eternal life now that you're ever going to get. Gave you a soul. And he also gave you a body for a time and a season. He wants to achieve something. You know, when we think back to to Adam and Eve in the garden. Well, first he created Adam. And, you know, he created animals. And then he... Divided Adam into Adam and Eve, however, you know, we could talk about that some other time. But there was a progression there. And then at a certain point in time, just doing more in the garden wasn't achieving the results God was looking for. So he said, we're going to have to, you're going to have to leave. You're going to have to leave without me without being connected to God. There was something he wanted to achieve in us, in you, in me, in humankind, that required a separation, a death. He so says, remember, you know, if you eat of this tree, you'll die. Well, they didn't die physically and they didn't die in their soul but they died in their spirit they were separated from god this is why when we are born again we are reunited we are given you know the whole concept of being born again in our spirit but we still have the same soul and we still have the same body so if Monday you're dead in your spirit, and Tuesday, you're alive in your spirit, you had the same soul on Tuesday that you had on Monday, and you had the same body on Tuesday that you had on Monday. But on Monday, your soul, your spirit was dead, and on Tuesday, your spirit was alive, because something happened between Monday and Tuesday. You were born again. You were re-spirited. You became a living spirit. Your spirit was made alive. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Your soul is not born of spirit. Your body is not born of spirit. It was created. Your soul was created. Your body was created. All things were created by spirit, but not born. Not pulled out of the same stuff. God, you know, um, he emptied himself and made with his own hands humanity. There's something special and now he wants to do something special. And it's hard to You know, we try to understand what he's doing. We figure if we can understand it, then we'll know how we're doing. Then we can figure out what else we're supposed to be doing. We can move things along. When really that's what God, that's one of the reasons he doesn't tell us his purpose and plan specifically for each one of us because we would help him. doesn't want our help. He, doesn't, he certainly doesn't need it, but he doesn't want our help because our help interferes. You know, we, we have this idea that, of what God wants to do in our lives and in other people's lives and in, in this world. And if he had enabled us to have the power and authority that is in our spirit, say that was fully functioning in our soul and our body without going through the process, we could do so much damage. We could interfere. We could bring judgment on this world before the time. And I think that's one of the things that happened with, with Elijah, who was, who was just taken out of this world. That he had learned how to be one with God. He learned how to know God. And I believe God was, he was ready to put his return spirit into Elijah, because Elijah was drawing it from him. But it wasn't the right time. And rather than punish Elijah in some way, he just said, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to take you out of this world. Because the timing was wrong. We think of... Judgment as something negative. When really judgment exposes reality. Judgment is about truth. Now a lot of times we, you know, we want to hide from truth. And we think that the truth that God has for us that he's, it's going to be critical, that it's going to be hurtful, that we don't, want to, we don't want to hear because we think it's going to be negative. But then God, when he speaks to us, this is hopefully continue to spend time with him and let him speak truth to you. He's already, he's already judged you and he gave you a new spirit and said you are mine. That's it. You're one with him. You can't undo that. So you're now building from that place of being one in God. So as you spend time with him, catch your negative thoughts and take them to the Lord and ask, Lord, is that true? And then even take your positive thaw- thoughts and feelings and you know, memories, we, you know, we have a tendency to go back and think about all the mistakes we made, or we're afraid of what's going to happen in the future, or we feel stuck where we are right now. And and what God has wants us to learn how to do is go to him with all those situations, stop and go, okay, Lord, is this truth? When you do that, that is Judgment. That is God revealing truth to you. And God's judgment always brings reconciliation. It brings a restoration. So as he reveals truth to you, he holds out his arms to you. He says, Come unto me, all you who are labor. I will give you rest. He doesn't say, I'll give you more to do. I will give you an opportunity to make it up to me. So he says, you you'll know, have to try harder. You'll need to fix this. He says, no, I will give you rest. So what we're talking about is not just more activity. When we're talking about learning things, it's not about being then equipped ministry even though you will be but that's not our focus our focus is to be aware of our relationship with God when we talk about our supernatural abilities and again you have them all you have all the supernatural abilities that Jesus did that any of the prophets did that anybody who's ever walked on this earth did. You can heal people. You can do miracles. You can raise people from the dead. You know the past, the present, and the future. But your soul has the capability to receive that information, to receive that power, to receive that authority. You have everything you need for life and godliness right now. But we spend so much time in our physical body. We, we live and move and have our being in the earth rather than in the life that God has placed within us, spirit, soul, and body. So what he's asking us to do is Try. Try different things and listen. Try and hear. Try and see. Taste and see what the Lord will do. There's, you know, let's pretend a million people are learning how to energize their solical abilities. There's going to be a million ways for those people to do it. It's going to look different for every single person. there's going to be some similarities, but how, for instance, healing I've been involved with you know multiple ministries, and I've seen the healing ability present itself in quite a variety of ways one person i knew he he had to lay both hands on a person and he would only do it when he felt a presence a warmth in his right hand and he would place his right hand on the person and then he would just wait and he would wait until his left hand, he would put the left hand also on his body, on the person who needed a healing, who needed a touch from the Lord, and he would wait until he also felt the same presence, the same pressure in his left hand. And that's all he would do, is he would just wait. And then there were times when the person got impatient and they would walk away and they wouldn't receive a healing. And then there were times when he would put his right hand on a person and he would feel that presence and he would put his hand on them and then his hand would go cold. And he's you know, I asked him later, he said, Lord told him that the person rejected the healing. He didn't want to be healed. God was ready to heal them, but they didn't want it. So we learn things by doing. I know of another, um, Branham. God showed him, for healing, God showed him what it would look like when he healed. He would give him a picture. And it would be like you know nighttime and he'd be kneeling by a bed and certain people would be in the room and he would lay his hand on the person who was ill or dead and he would say you know uh, all you know you know rise and be healed and the person would rise and be healed and he would just wait for those circumstances to all come together and then say what he saw himself saying that God revealed to him. And that, that functioned that way for him over and over and over again. So don't be surprised if God does something different for you than he's done for anybody else you've ever heard. God is creative. He likes to have fun. He likes to do things differently. Think about, you know, uh, Peter walking down the street, and his shadow would touch people, and they'd be healed. You know, uh, Paul sending out his handkerchief, and they'd be healed. Now, odds are, if you start sending out handkerchiefs or pieces of fabric, It would be interesting to see what would happen. You you don't know. It's the same way as you start, you know, we, it's fine to start the way someone else has done it. You know, if you do get a picture, this is the way, you know, this is how this person is going to be healed, and you wait for that to happen, fine. But odds are God's going to stretch you. You know, he also wants us to have confidence that he is well able to do these things. Not just that he is able, but that you are able. And again, a reminder, Jesus had to learn how to do these things. But what was always his priority? to be with the Father. And he was so confident of his oneness with his Father, he could say, you know, have you been so long with me that you don't recognize the Father, that you don't see him? I and my Father are one. Now, spiritually, you can say that now. But Jesus... When he was walking around here on this earth, he could say it spirit, soul and body. Because his spirit, soul and body were one. So if his spirit was one with his father, his soul and body were also one with the Father. Now we're you know, we're we're far away from that. And anybody who claims, oh no, we're we're on the brink of of being, you know, transformed into that. Ah, you know, ah, okay, let's see some, some real proof of that. Let's see all these abilities. Let's see the heart of God. Let's see, you know, the character of God in your life. Think about Jesus walking around here on this earth for three and a half years in ministry. He could have changed the world by wiping out the Roman government, by restoring the the land of Israel, putting a new king on the the throne of Israel, wiping out all of Israel's enemies by healing everybody who needed to be healed, by raising all the dead, by punishing all those who mocked him, all those who rejected him, by feeding all the poor, by taking, you know, making sure everybody was wealthy and nobody was poor. He could have fixed all the problems. Think about that. God walking around, and he could have fixed everybody's problems. But he didn't. His soul was under control of his spirit. You and I, our soul is trying to control itself. Now, again, God knows that. God made your soul to want to control. That's that's the strength of your soul. That's not something to be ashamed of or to hide from. But your soul has, has strengths and weaknesses, but it has strengths that God gave you. And we can appreciate them and value them. But as long as your soul is trying to control them, which is under God's timing, there will be double-mindedness. You have the mind of Christ, but you still have your solical mind. So the mind of Christ says, this is the way, walk ye in it. And your solical mind, your mind who wants to do its, control itself, get its needs met its own way, will say, I'm going to do things my way. You, I'll, when I die, I'll be with you. And we'll deal with this when I die. But for now, I'm going to run things. I'm going to take care of things. And so when we look at are, are learning about the supernatural abilities, it's really not about the supernatural abilities. It's about this is a way to expand, hopefully, something you've already learned in our previous years of these, of these podcasts about how to hear from God, how to recognize his presence. But so much of it has been a surface and we want to know him we want to see him face to face we want to hear his feel his breath in our ear we want to be one in him and with him and again live and move and have our being in him now he gets us there but every moment we have a choice are we going to live as a spirit or are we going to live according to our soul? Now, God himself is healing your soul. He's restoring your soul to that relationship that Adam first had, where we would commune with him where all our needs are met in him. You know, when God said, you know, don't eat of this tree, why did God do that? You know, Adam and Eve were were hanging out and having a great time. You know, let's pretend they'd been there 10 million years in the garden. And they were enjoying themselves and and God was enjoying their relationship. But it wasn't enough. There was something else that God wanted. He had to move on them. He had to make a change with them. He touched them so that they would want something more, something different. So that they would want to control that they would make a decision, make a choice. God gave them a choice. Don't eat of this tree, eat of this tree. God gave them a choice. And even connected to spirit, Adam and Eve's soul wanted to try something different wanted to try, what does control feel like without spirit? But God made them that way, and God made you the way you are. And whatever circumstances you're in, those are God-made circumstances. There's no accidents. The more we get the idea that this is God's purpose and plan for us and that his purpose and plan for us is good. It's fulfilling, gives us the love, joy, and the peace, and the contentment, and the satisfaction. Gives us the purpose for our time here on this earth. You know what? Think about it right now. If all of a sudden you were able to heal, heal anybody you you talked to or thought of, even, you sent a word. You know that's one another favorite. Um, you know the soldier said, if you just send a word, they'll be healed. Because that's how I, I'm a soldier. I just send a command and it's taken care of. And Jesus said, I've not seen greater faith. Just send the word. There's many, you know, that's the pattern that's in the scriptures, is that there is no pattern. So let what comes out of you, let it come out. Let you, you know, learn about the desires that God has put in your heart and stir them up and let them come out. Let them bubble over. Let them be expressed. Because it's not about the abilities. It's not about the supernatural realm. It's about your soul being restored to your spirit. And part of that process, it's like, you know, when you put your house on the market, you start cleaning things out. You haven't sold the house. You maybe not haven't even, you know, figured out how much you're going to ask for it. But you start going through things. You start cleaning out your closets. You start getting ready for other people coming in and buying your house. You start cleaning up. You start looking at your, your house in a different way. That's how we look at our soul, is God's going to reunite our soul with our spirit. Return it, return your soul to its right relationship with your spirit, which is oneness. Spirit and soul are meant to function and be one. You are a one, a single being, spirit, soul, and body now there have been so few people who have achieved this historically speaking as far as we know because it's usually things don't pa- get passed along except one generation to the next there could have there could be millions of people that since the beginning of time You know, we have the story of Elijah. There could be so many more people who achieved that oneness with God, where God had to take them out of this world, out of this realm. We have no idea how many other people have achieved that oneness before Christ and and since his resurrection, because it doesn't get passed along. Now things can be passed along now things we experience we can learn from others and we can encourage one another and, and get feedback this is what happened this is you know part of our issues always going to be the fear of the unknown and we've been you know lied to about uh that we don't that we can't go do this we can't try that we can't Um, interfere with this you know we don't you know we don't give order for instance we don't give orders to angels we don't give orders to demons just stay away from that that's not something unless god gives you a special anointing or whatever that's that's poppycock you are a spirit being you have power and authority over all beings in the supernatural realm and unless you are god or a regenerated spirit being those are the only ones that have this equal power with you god himself you are one in him all the demons all the angels you have more power and authority than they do sickness death time the earthly elements you know how often did jesus do something in his environment to show he had power and authority over it the water and the wine, the multiplying the bread, the calming the storm, he sees the fig tree to show he had power and authority over the natural realm. Fact that, that let that be your homework. Think of something in your natural realm. Let the Lord show you if there's anything that you can take authority over and just experiment, try it. Water into wine, whatever you want to do, multiply bread. Increase your bank account. Whatever it is you want to try, have fun with it. Because this is being with God, knowing Him, and being changed by Him. Let it be fun. Let it be an exciting adventure. So feel free to drop me a line at diane at The uh, contact form is available as well, and that's working better than it was. So if you've ever left me a message before and you want to try again, please feel free. Or just, again, just drop me a line through Blog Talk Radio or or at Diane at org. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. void prohibited by See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you got the-